the San Jose Sharks lose in overtime in what can only be described as an ill-advised one-man rush through the slot only to have it stripped and to have the Ducks go the other way. The Sharks unfortunately fall in overtime 3-2 to the Anaheim Ducks. We'll talk about all that and more after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and join the Chompversation, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app, of course, on the YouTube chat, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, the threads, the Reddit, Discord, TikTok, all of that and more at tealtownusa.com. And if you feel so inclined, there's always that donation option over at the Venmo at tealtownusa. Last uh, go around for myself, it was me needing the new internet. So, fuck guy, I guess has the last laugh in the end. Question mark. <laughs> I'm happy to be joined by uh, Jules. And uh, Jules, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Ah, uh, you know, I'm. I'm. You got I'm, your hopes up there. <laughs> I did. I. I'm not gonna lie. You know, sharks. We were talking about, uh, you know, kind of just evolved into a mucky kind of 2-1 game. And I'm like, well, maybe just maybe this team, you know, has learned that it needs to play some better, uh, you know, third period defense. But I, I, I don't think that they got that message. So they, they didn't. They, they said we're going to we're going to make it worse um, and, and do giveaways instead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and not just like, oh, little kind of giveaways, you know, it's like, <laughs> ah, you know, just let a little point shot there but between friends. What's not a big deal. No, no, like the big this ones. was this was this was like, oh, no, you're going to give it away, you know, right on the the far blue line and, you know, allow a two on one and with one of know. the all stars, Frank Vitrano. Yeah. Like no shade. Yeah. He actually he's he's good. But like, yeah. Again, like what? I don't. I I don't know why I do this to myself. You know, I, me I neither. Really don't. I'm just waiting for the draft. <laughs> Sharks were the better team, right? Um, no, no. No, I mean, I think well, both teams. It was uninspired hockey. I'll say that. Um, but well, I guess we'll start from the yeah. beginning, right? <laughs> so Lundstrom, I uh, would get the scoring off. Pretty quickly, actually, two minutes and twelve seconds into the first period, and I'm going up one nothing. And uh, like I said, Lundstrom getting a second on the year, but McTavish and Silverberg getting the assists. And uh, the Sharks, it would take them about I'd say five minutes to get back into this game, and you'd have uh, Duclair on the power play getting the kind of garbage rebound goal um, coming in from a real nice point shot from Luka Madulin and Luka Madulin. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Get the puck to the net, good things happen. I think I was listening on the audio network when this goal went in, but whoever was on it today was complaining that Addison wasn't shooting the puck on the power play. Uh, and then the minute Mukamadulin comes in, he just shoots it, and the Sharks get a goal. Nothing against Addison. I think he's fine. Uh, but, but it's nice to see Sharks demon getting it to the net instead of play the game of we're going to pass up every fucking shot known to man. <laughs> 
I don't think I could have uh, put it more eloquently, Jules. I think you're exactly echoing my sentiments. Um, But again, it's nice. It's just nice to see a big guy who wants to contribute a little bit more on the offensive side. We don't normally see a lot of that. And, you know, you were talking about you just marveling at stature. I mean, this is this is a real big guy. And six foot six, six foot six, I think he is, or six five. He he's somewhere around that. Uh, he might be shorter than six foot six. That's just kind of how he seems on the TV to me. But uh, he just skates smoothly, you know, pretty yeah. smooth defensively. I and mean, I think that there's still even like room for him to grow into his frame too. So yeah, like once he grows into his frame, he's gonna be a problem, and not for the Sharks, for other teams. Yeah, I I, I definitely. <laughs> I definitely agree. Mikey J coming in with another zinger. Vlasic is on fire. Yeah, I mean. Vlasic for the Norris. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> well, we'll get into we'll get into that, I guess, going into the second period. But the shot's on goal. 13-8 to eight in favor of the Sharks. But, I mean, it really just didn't feel like that for the Sharks. I mean, honestly, we talked about it. Like, mm, I would say, what, 98% of their shots tonight were, like, of the low quality, low danger variety. So, you know, every once in a great while, they had, like, a real nice sustained set of pressure. But it just fizzled out and, honestly again disjointed and 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 i think it's just the same things we've been echoing throughout the season where you know it it seems like one line sometimes can pick up one another maybe one or two lines will be firing on one night but it's never consistently you never get a four line effort from this team and i think we also have to talk about a couple of injuries happening barabanov going out and then uh ohotuk also getting um a couple of shifts off um and you know i mean (laughs) <laughs> well, I guess we'll we'll, we'll talk uh, we'll talk about it because in, in the second period because that's that's what happened. But um, yeah, again, it, shot volume great, but I'd love to see a little bit more danger shots uh, in that first. I will say this team, like a few other teams in the NHL, um, th- they love just to circle the perimeter. Because teams are can very easily contain the Sharks to the perimeter and not really let them get into any high-danger areas. And that's literally just because, like, once you shut down Hurdle and, like, Couture, you don't have anyone else really to worry about. Yeah, and, I mean, just right on cue, and I, uh, thanks, AJ and, and Eric, for um, both of you guys manning the the, the pressy um, and, and also helping us with the gifts. Um, you know, they outnumbered us on the tying goal. Couture's, you know, saying this, and Couture is not wrong. I mean, you 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 just see the Sharks consistently outmuscled off pucks, and they just don't. This group doesn't have a really good idea of when to collapse and no, when to, you know, go back and kind of start sniffing out on the on the far side for a long stretch pass i think this team you can definitely sense it's inexperienced because there are times where they're collapsing and i'm going why are you guys collapsing in this situation And there'll be times like okay come on help your guy out like this is the time to you know kind of kind of pull together and and uh, again kind of surround the puck carrier and and they just really don't have a good sense of when to do that and when you know and when not to um you know, Couture a little bit more. I thought we were the better team the entire game, but they took over the third. No excuses on a back-to-back. Glad we battled and got a point. 
So, you know, what else? I would not say they were the better team for most of the game, but okay. I, I mean, would say I would say like they were better for the middle middle. They were better of... for the middle frame, but like to start off in like the first like ten ish, like, like they were good for a solid thirty minutes, and then the rest of the like thirty five minutes of the game, they just took it all. Yeah. So getting into that second period, I mean, we have to talk about the resurgence of Mark Edward Vlasic in this third goal in three games, and I mean. You said it first, Jules. Do we have a sneaky stealth Norris contender on our hands? Absolutely. You know, I think having Eric Carlson win it last year and uh, Pickles winning it this year, I think it's great. I'm joking. Uh, No, absolutely. I mean, it's nice to see Vlasic have a resurgence. Like, don't forget, at the beginning of this year, this dude was, like, scratched for, like, how many games? Exactly. Like, a solid, like, 10, 20 going into it. So it's nice to see him have a resurgence. Him and Eklund have just kind of been connecting. I think Eklund got another another assist tonight. Yeah. So uh, so Vlasic, um, his fifth of the seasons, and so he adds you know to his collection already. And Kyle Burrows and Eklund getting the assist there. So Eki's already got sixteen assists, which is really nice to see. Um, and again, just a you know a kid that you're just seeing the right steps in the development and the growth, and the the fact that he can you know score points up here, I think it it, it shows that they did a good job with taking their time with him, and now he, you know, I I, I think he's kind of we're. If he has a bad stretch, yeah, they they'll sit him or you know send him to the AHL, but I don't think he's in any immediate threat of that happening right now. I even if they have a they he had a rough stretch there for I think it was like six or seven games and you know the only thing I think Quinn did was move him to the third line with Sturm which I honestly didn't mind I thought Sturm's forechecking and the way Sturm plays was going to be just fine for X of course you'd like to see him in the top six but you know what I mean so I I wasn't too upset about that I don't think he's in any real danger of getting sent down or anything and even if he does have a rough stretch he's a 21 year old in the NHL. Like he's gonna have bumps and bruises yeah. going on, and he also just now started playing center. Yeah, and you know, right on cue. I mean, um, thought he looked good at center. Um, Kuchar and Eklund's play in the middle of the rink, and and again, we talked up a little bit pre-show that Eki kind of reminds me a little bit of a young Logan, where you know Logan was. Um, you know, having issues really protecting the puck down low. He was kind of seen as this this one-dimensional threat kind of off of the rush or, or maybe in kind of the high slot area, but not being a guy who would be willing to really... I mean, he would he would stick his nose in it, don't get me wrong, and, and he's always been a puck hound that way. But there yeah. was just a level of refinement in his game that he didn't have early on in his career, like any young player. And he had to grow into his frame, had to learn how to protect the puck, had to learn how to take face-offs. And I think we're seeing very similarly, you know, Eki taking the same type of growth pattern that, that um, Couture has. And, and Couture, I mean, you get the benefit of playing, um, you know, in, in the OHL and you get to play for the 67s and, you know, it's a very consistent schedule and you get a lot of games played under your belt going that route. So, you know, development wise, it's a pretty good route for for a person to get their to their hockey dreams. But 
so that being said, I think Eklund was just going to take a little bit of extra time just to kind of get there. And, and uh, I will say this with the Doug Wilson Jr. regime, their whole plan was to have Eklund play center. Yeah. So like their entire plan, I was not sure if Greer was going to follow that up or not um, because Doug Wilson Jr. left and Berkey is, I don't know what, what he's doing, not in charge of scouting, hopefully, but uh, you know, so I think their whole plan was to play Eklund at center. And I know a few of us were like, this is not going to end well. Uh, but I, I have been pleasantly surprised because I was a little scared going into it, having him at center. It's, it, it's daunting, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, and we saw with a guy like Tomas Hurdle, you know, yeah. it took him a little while to get, you know, into... It, you know, in, in, into game shape and, and, and yeah. into becoming a really, you know, a, a long 200-foot kind of game player. So, And Eklund's defensively has been really good this year for a 21-year-old. Like, defensively, he's not been horrible. Classic scored again. <laughs> Sorry. This chat is killing me. Uh, but, yeah. So what happened to Hurdle tonight? Because he didn't play. He's injured. Oh. Okay, was that from last I, from yesterday's game? No, he missed last game. Also, I don't remember when Hurdle's last game was. Someone in the chat might know, but uh, Hurdle has been out injured. Um, whenever Eklund started playing centers, when Hurdle was out injured, so it actually might have been last game. Um, oh yeah, I think it was starting last game. So yeah, yeah, that's so weird. I don't, I don't remember. I didn't remember seeing that. This um, team cannot buy injury luck for the life of them. Like oh. whenever, like I think Ian said it last night. Whenever one person gets healthy, like five others get injured. Yeah, and like, we're just going to talk Barbie about that. Bear got ba- yeah, exactly. Barabanov got injured, and you know now it requires shuffling even more. Um, and you know we also talked about this a little bit off air too. Like, I wonder if maybe it's time to look at augmenting the medical staff. You know, like. I I I don't know. Like you don't you don't want to speak bad about anybody's work and and I think the Sharks staff does an excellent job. But like I was telling you Jules, it's always nice to have some fresh perspective, some fresh ideas to just to keep everything innovative and to make sure that you're on the cutting edge and that you're not missing anything by having similar um you know, by having similar skill sets or having similar um, opinions, because by having having that echo chamber, you know, you really don't give yourself an option to have like second opinions on on different medical uh, options. I mean, just look no, at Jack yeah. Eichel, right? I mean, like how how he basically had to fly, you know, fly an exodus from his original team um, in order to get the medical treatment that he wanted because it was you know, a little bit on the newer side. And again, I, I just wonder if it's, if it's not a good idea to augment the staff, the the medical staff. We'll see what happens. I mean, again, they did bring in a new front office and also I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm hoping to see some changes over the summer. Uh, if it's the medical change, we'll see, but yeah. yeah. Um, also, AJ's comment, the break is for getting everyone healthy February 14th with Hurdle, Couture, Granlin, and Sturm down the middle. The Sharks will end up finishing with the third pick that falls to fifth. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing with this year's draft. If that happens, the positive kick to that is 
this draft is stacked with defensemen. Yeah, and this team That's needs... the only positive kick I can kick out of that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I would say that this team defensemen and centers I think is what like, this team needs. And here's the thing if like even with that center core, I don't know how much better the Sharks get. You know what I mean? Cuz they're like I don't know. I just I'm not convinced the team's ever even going to be fully healthy. But yeah. I know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they are fully healthy because it, it would be nice to see a healthy Sharks team and for the CUDA to also get some help because if all of your centers are healthy, you can send Carpenter back down to help the CUDA and help the young guns and help Gushkin, who's also injured, by the way. I know. Um, I know. But, Jules, I wanted to ask you because we're you know it's going to get very duck centric and very heavy on the ducks here in a minute so let me ask you this before we leave the second period do you think Vlasic remains on this team post all-star break or do you think this little offensive outburst has bought him that long requested or long thought of trade for him um no, I mean, guys, in all seriousness, he's, he's going to stay a shark. Like, that contract, unless I think I was joking about with Landy, if Greer's able to trade that contract, I will. he earns GM of the year for me. But, like, I, I just, I, I don't think Vlasic is going to get traded just because he's suddenly on a heater uh, with Rudum. I, I don't see him getting traded. Um, I, I think, if anything, maybe in his last year of the Sharks contract, he might get traded over to Montreal. But, like, other than that, I, I don't think he's getting traded. Yeah. <laughs> well, that being said, we have to talk about this third period. And uh, going into the third, you know, the Sharks had the 2-1 to one lead, and Troy Terry would end up scoring just a heartbreaking goal at 18:59 with you know a minute and one second remaining you know the goaltenders pulled and the sharks just cannot hold the lead for the life of them um you know like i said i i was thinking maybe this team had learned uh of some of its collapses previously but you know what jules the sharks this are team just sharks. doesn't know defense yeah yeah. Like this team, like, and, and here's the thing with this team, like, as long as the product's fun ish, I don't really care if they lose anymore. Just I'm just give numb me to it all. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm joking. I'm not numb to it. But like, as long as the product's fun and as long as I'm seeing the young guns improve and get better and we're starting to see some progress every year, I am not going to give two shits if they win or lose the, these next few games. Like, for the rest of the year. <laughs> and the lottery is the lottery. Like, at the end of the day, I can be sitting here hoping and praying that we get the first overall pick with if we and the worst, but we all know how Gary Bettman works. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's all. I went on a tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm derailing the show already. No, you're good. Um, Troy Terry uh, would get his... 15th of the year Carlson and Henrique getting the assists and the Ducks tied it up and of, of course, course yeah right of course they did and you know going into the overtime period 
Sharks played pretty decently, I think, in the overtime period. I won't say like they played horribly. <laughs> no, but no, besides besides the numer you know, besides the, you know, ear you know, the the what what's the uh, the unforgivable or you know, unredeemable uh, so- sin of uh of giving it up right on the on the far side and allowing a two on one to go the other way. And- <laughs> Dookie, what are you doing, my man? Come on! The minute I saw that puck just being giveth away, I was like, ah, shit, we're going to lose this game. Well, I mean, you saw it. I mean, you saw it coming, right? I mean, as as Terry and and Vetrano are just flying down, and and you just... And I saw Vetrano just speeding, and no one could catch up to that guy, and I was like, well... This is going to end well. Exactly. And then, you know, like right on cue, cross ice pass, back of the net. Duckies win it and, you know, take down the Sharks. And good for the Sharks for winning a couple games. But, you know, at the end of the day, look, like we have just continually preached, this team is not good. And... You know, I mean, I know. Th- hey, wait, hold up, but Landy, they're four, one, and one in their last game, in their last like six games, seven games, whatever is the math. I'm yeah, and math right you know, now. if you if you believe you know what they tell you on the broadcast, you know, there's still hope for this season. You know, we're, like, we can still make the playoffs. Though I'm, I'm joking. Yo, yeah, you know, we're one good. real hot hot win streak away, or real, you know, one yeah, whatever, whatever cliche bullshit answer you want to want to throw out here or there, but. Honestly, the team needs to sell at the deadline. Sell at the deadline, exactly. Get more like worse. what AJ said in the chat. Um, the no one cares. We only care about Mar- now March eighth. Well, the thing is, who's getting traded also is going to be a fun topic of conversation here. Yeah. Like, who the fuck has value right now? I mean, okay, that's I'm exact being dramatic, but I'm a theater kid. Uh. Here, uh, this is uh, from AJ. Thank you, AJ. Jesus, I saw a lot. Quinn, when asked to reflect on charge for fifty five games, oh my god, Quinn has the best quotes. He's got some one line. He's got some spicy zingers. You he's know, got some sp- the ones yesterday where it's like we found a mind, sh- like an earth shattering thing. Which, by the way, they did not follow that today. His earth shattering thingy majig about getting pucks to the net jesus i say bite the bullet and call it bordolo no no bordolo's not ready to be called up no bordolo bordolo doesn't deserve a call up um that's a whole other issue but we're not going to talk about that right now but that's a whole other thing um justin bailey no justin bailey's an ahl player who's just playing out of his league right now sorry i'm so sorry kevin lacy like the he he can play fourth line NHL minutes, but I don't think he has any value. No, I mean, look, I mean, if we're being completely honest here, I think Duclair is one of the guys you look at. I think you look at. So there was a rumor out there, Barbie. I mean, I could see, I could see them moving off of Barabanov. I would rather. I don't. So who would you rather keep, Duke or Barbie? Because I feel like Greer's keeping one of those two. Uh, and yeah, like AJ said, Goosh is more likely to get a call up than um, yeah. Boards is. Bo- Boards is struggling. not struggling. He has some swagger, but it, I'm just yeah. That's a, another issue that I don't want to get into. 
Um, but yeah, I say like sorry. you're either keeping Barbie or Duke. Yeah, um, I think I would. I, I I think I would genuinely say that Bear Bonoff is probably the one they they want to keep. That's my guess too. But because I I don't I just. Barbie just has some of those skills where not every guy has it. Like his vision on the ice, his skill and vision on the ice is quite good. And I, I don't know. And Duke, I know there's a goal scorer in Duke. Like, don't get me wrong. We just haven't seen that Duke Claire, I think. We haven't seen the best of Duke Claire yet. Now, could he come back from the All Star break and prove me wrong? Absolutely. But right now, I'd rather keep. Barbie, a hundred percent over Duclair. Um, yeah. Um, but I mean, a guy like Jan Ruda, maybe a guy like Mikel Granlin. I mean, I want them to keep Granlin at least until I like Granlin a bit right now too much. I think. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, is at the end of the day, isn't Granlin just a guy? I I know. I don't know. It feels like the way Quinn, not Quinn, Greer was talking about him during the press conference thing that he he seems to be part of the future. Now, I don't know if I misread an article about that or anything. Yeah, but, but Greer, like, Greer is also saying like the team could be competitive in two to two well, years. Yes, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if Granlin's traded, it's going to be next year, not this year. If you know what I mean, because he has one more year for five million left on that contract, and the Sharks only have one retention spot. Yeah, right, it was funny. That's my only thing. This this whole chit chat about McDonald because we were talking about ultimate Swiss Army knife utility player, uh, you know, Jacob McDonald, and you know, I'm calling it now. Jacob McDonald is going to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I mean, look, I mean, if we're if just we're saying. just if we're gonna be all honest here. You're getting not only a defenseman, you're getting a winger as well. <laughs> so you have to pay double the price of what you normally would pay. Jacob McDonald is a Toronto Maple Leaf. I am calling it now. The Leafs would would I guarantee the Leafs are calling the Sharks up about Jacob McDonald. This 100%. is this is a man who can change <laughs> positions mid game. Okay, and has on several occasions. <laughs> And has on several occasions just casually switched from defenseman to forward. Now, um, whether or not he does that in the same shift <laughs> is another question. <laughs> you never know what, you know, from shift to shift, which Jacob McDonald are you getting? Are you getting the forward or are you getting the defenseman? But in this case... Yeah. But in this case, the uh, the Ducks would end up scoring in the overtime uh, on an ill-advised giveaway. And uh, Frankie Vitrano getting his 22nd of the year. Terry getting his 22nd assist of the year. And that would be all she wrote. And oh, great. This game literally wanted me to... I wanted to go tuck into Ben and bring a book. Fuck this game. Yep. But, like, that's a lot of the shark season right now. And, like, the only thing there really is to do right now is look towards the future. So let's do that. Uh, Jules. Oh, God. So let's uh, go off of this game. And, yeah, again, Sharks lose 3-2 to in overtime uh, to the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, now we got the break. So that's awesome. You know, just. Uh, Thank God. You know, we don't the have to talk Barracuda. about this team for a while. 
the Barracuda hosting the All Star Game. That that is very so very true. That is happening. Hopefully, Goosh and Mukamadulan will be there. We'll talk about it more tomorrow on Teal Tinted Glasses. Yep. Check um, out Teal Tinted Glasses tomorrow. Of I, course, I don't remember the time. Not gonna. Lie. <laughs> so, but I mean that's perfect segue into liking and subscribing the page because if you subscribe yeah. and you hit the bell notification, you know when we go live and you'll know when the shindig's gonna happen tomorrow on Teal Tinted. You will. You really will. So, Jules, why don't you give us a sneak peek of what you guys are going to talk about tomorrow on Teal Tinted? Uh, we're going to recap the last few Barracuda games, um, which actually they've been so injury prone, and I think they've actually won most. Like, they've only lost one of their games. Um, so we'll talk about that. This is not Barracuda. We'll also have a few other things to talk about. We'll talk about, like, guys. I'm sure we'll mention Ethan Cardwell. Uh, so Michael Molasses, you have something to look forward to. Um, but yeah, regarding prospects, uh, Beastead has switched over to wing in the SHL and is finally putting up points again. So that's a very positive thing. And, uh, Quinton Musty is blowing up the OHL. He now has 60 points in 33 games. Um, and Luca Cagnoni is a defenseman who has 59 points in 44 games. I would like everyone to process those numbers that I just yelled at you. <laughs> yeah. So help is coming. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, here's the thing. We talked about the pipeline and we talked about where do we think the team is at. And, you know, Greer mm -hmm. had said two or three years is what he, when he thinks the team can be in contention. I don't necessarily believe that. I, and I will say this because AJ did throw this in the chat. The cap friendly does have like everyone kind of expiring in that time frame, but it just depends if the kids are ready. Yeah, I, I and and I think to be quite honest, you're one you're you're one to two years after you get that critical mass of of prospects, then you kind of start having to add you know, via free agent and via trade. And we haven't seen, I I haven't seen enough of a track record of good free agent signings for me to be confident that the team will be able Nico to. Nico Sturm. I'm joking. Sorry, keep going. Well, Nico Sturm, no, I mean, that's a good point. Nico is, is a good player and I like that player, but he's of a, of a different kind of caliber. And, and thank you so much for the super chat, Jerry. Uh, Jerry coming in. Thanks for the great show. I uh, appreciate it, buddy. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, again, I, I, I just wonder if there is enough of a book on Greer as far as free agent signings go to say he's the right man to put together a core and feel comfortable that he knows what he's doing. I still uh, I, think I, I have questions about that. No, and that's so valid. But honestly, from my point of view, I'm not expecting Greer to go out and sign any big-name free agents until we see part of the core already in San Jose. Yeah, and I think that that's it, at least two to yeah. three years. And that's probably in, like, 20... Whenever, whenever like, half the hurdle... Like, not half the hurdle... Hurdle's still here, but whenever like half the forwards are like not here anymore, then I would expect a a, a good comparison. It's like I would not, 
I would not be surprised if Sharks signed like guys like Frank Vitrano, like the Ducks did, to kind of accelerate the rebuild just a tad. The the Ducks are not a the best comparison because they are a few years ahead of the Sharks. Um, but yeah, I think once like the majority of the cores in San Jose, we'll see what Greer does in free agency. I just don't want to judge Greer's free agent class right now because it's in the middle of a rebuild and this team is just garbage in general. Yeah, and and and, and I think you 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 bring up such a great point. It's that it's so hard to determine, you know, how what what the what the health of the of the front office is when you're mired in in you had such a mess that you were left with. You inherited such a mess. And look, I mean God bless Doug Wilson and I'm glad he's doing okay, but he he really he left, left a, a fucking disaster. It was it was you you are so incredibly correct, Jules. I mean, you know he pivoted way too late into wanting to keep his draft picks and wanting to um, you know develop players to help back build and backfill the Joe Thornton era and trying to pivot away from that. And it looked like maybe he was going to be able to kind of juggle both this compete and to continually stock, you know, with the, you know, with, with the Pavelski captaincy and just how much longer they were able to squeeze the, 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 the juice out of that, that lemon before it just, you know, ultimately, you know, fell apart because of contractual obligations and well, we all know the story. So again, we, we talk about this ebbs and flows throughout a franchise's, is history we're in the ebb um and you know we'll we'll get to the flow but it's i i I still think two years is optimistic i think three years i think is when you'll maybe start to see the sproutlings start to come up but but don't kid yourself i don't think stanley cup's coming for at least five years with this team at least five years Competing for a Stanley Cup, excuse me. Like, and and here's the thing with like hockey development compared to like football development. With football, you kind of some guys come in and you kind of it's just immediate and there it's less of a development league in the NFL, but and like the NHL, right? It's very much so like it's not a development league, but they juice their guys. Like, look how long it's taken Eklund to finally come out in the NHL. Yeah. Two ish, three ish years. I expect Smith will probably take around two years. I expect Musty might take three years. So it's going to take time for this young core to come together. And mind you, they're still adding to this young core. Yeah. Because I think, I, I think honestly, like <laughs> AJ <laughs> saying five years, I'd be happy to make the playoffs in five years, bro. But I mean, I, I just want us to be in the convo for the playoffs in like four years. The conversation, I, but like, that's I but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think yeah. that they're going to be ultimate contenders. I mean, like five years, I think is when the window will finally start to reopen. But the absolutely, but but again, I don't. I'm not. I'm not kidding myself. I don't think that they're going to go off and win a Stanley Cup in year five. I don't think so. This is no. And if they do, it's a godforsaken miracle. I think. <laughs> like, I think honestly, it's 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 a. A success for the franchise if you can win a cup within ten years, right? I mean, I think yes, yeah. I think that 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 
would be the barometer of of which I see the success failure um be just because of how long I mean when when that when that Eric Carlson extension and, and trade and all of that happened I mean we all looked at ourselves and said this is really cool we got this player but man I am worried about this this check that's going to come due and how long you know we're going to take paying off you know the accrued debt on this on this just like having a lack of a prospect pool i I will say this greer has done a pretty good job building back up this prospect pool like if you look at the rankings currently for this prospect pool it's around the 13th through 10s pretty much like consistently uh some of them have them higher uh some other podcasts uh have them higher and stuff but it's pretty consistently and then after this year's draft I think it's also going to jump. So I will give Greer credit. He has done a pretty good job starting to rebuild the prospect pool. It's in no way clearly done, uh, but he's done a good job. And I've liked his drafting for the most part. So like, I mean, honestly, like if we think about this year, we're going to create her out. Probably we're going to either pick number one or number two overall. Right. And hopefully, well, according to AJ, we're picking fifth. <laughs> realistically, I think we're picking one or two. And I think we still have another year of being there of having better odds of having first overall than of making a sustained playoff run. So <laughs> I would say at the end of two years, when Greer thinks the team can be in contention, I think you're just starting to see what, what's going to percolate from your drafting. Yeah. I think that's honestly where, where we're going to, we're going to be. Probably. I mean, right now you can just look at kind of what they have this year and uh, kind of speculate where these kids, cause mind you, we're judging 18, 21 year old kids. There's. Yeah. And no AJ puts it great. I mean, yeah. Greer has gotten picks and built the pool. Let's see if, if it pays off by the end of the decade. That's, that's kind of the way you have to think about it. No, yeah. All right, Jules. They're they're like 21-year-old, 19-year-old kids people are judging. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you never know. (laughs) Landy, we're picking one or two. AJ, put money on it. Bet me. (laughs) Oh, God. No, dude. I know better than to put my money on a volatile asset. (laughs) We all know Salbrini's ending up in Chicago. I mean, look, tonight I got my hopes up just a little bit and look at how much they dashed it. So I know better Listen, than that. Worst scenario, the Sharks are picking fifth overall and I'm going to have a giant fucking headache trying to make that into a positive. This is like Lucy you know, Lucy and fucking uh, Charlie Brown kicking the football. Like literally, like that is the Sharks. The Sharks are are the football. Lucy is the fucking NHL, the league. And, and, you know, she just loves to taunt us. You know, we're going to hit that ball. You know, <laughs> we're going to make that field go. No. AJ, I would gladly take the bet that with you that the Sharks are getting the first overall because they typically <laughs> do the opposite of what I bet. So, uh, Jesus Christ. A little reverse psychology. Well. Absolutely. Jules, Hopefully it works. Let's end this up here because we're getting into minute 40 and I can't believe... In, how did we manage to find shit to talk about? I, I, okay. I don't know how we do it. I really don't. So anyhow, uh, in case you missed it and you want to check us out again, 
please like, subscribe, and hit the bell notification button so you know when we go live. But of course, if you're a long time, you know that we go live after every single Sharks game. But we have some of those cool shows like Teal Tinted that gets sprinkled in there like pepper for the for the salt for the uh, salad. Anyhow, <laughs> you can check out all of our podcasts across your podcatcher of choice. That being on the Apple Podcasts, the uh, Google Play Store, the YouTube Rewind, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Odyssey app, and of course, always on TealTownUSA.com. And uh, Jules, it was really awesome to uh, hang out with you and talk some Shargies before no, same here. the break. Um, and I am, uh, I'm looking forward to having this nice little break here, um, and, uh, not having to worry about the sharks watching some super bowl and my Niners go Niners, go Niners. Exactly. But, uh, that being said, what are your final thoughts on where the people can find you? Yeah. My final thoughts is the sharks are bad and, um, we're getting the fifth over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no final thoughts. I mean, listen, the sharks lost in the most sharks way possible and help is coming. The prospects are a Bruin. It just might take some time. So be patient and you can find me at, at sharks underscore jewels. And I'll be back tomorrow with Ian to cover all things Barracuda. And it's not as, and it's not even, it's not even better than how the sharks are doing. So, <laughs> and we will mention Ethan Cardwell. Oh yes. That's the, the name that will not, uh, will not be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, as far as where you could find me, you can use my first name. That's E-R-I-K, last name L-A-N-D-I, and plug that into all the social media garbage. You'll find me. And uh, as far as uh, final thoughts go, well, let's uh, let's enjoy the break. Get healthy. See where we come out uh, on the other side of this thing. Um, get ready for a trade deadline. Uh, and... Let's see if we can't just uh, continue building the fundamentals and, and really, you know, working on protecting leads, working on keeping the games low. I love the fact that the Sharks only allowed three goals. And um, again, if they can it keep low compared to 10. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's a positive in itself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just don't have high expectations. <laughs> That but, is a smart way to go. Yeah. But for everybody here, we uh, we bid you adieu, a good evening. And uh, we love to tell y'all to keep it real, Teal. Like, you keep it uh, teal. Keep it real. And keep it real, Teal. I'll get that right. <laughs> it's it's a long season, folks, and I'm about ready for this break. <laughs> so we'll catch you we after the. Are. We'll catch you tomorrow on uh, Teal Town, uh, Teal Tinted Glasses on Teal Town USA, and of course check it out on TealTownUSA.com. Have a great night, everybody, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow evening.